0: Hello and welcome to Self Satisfied. This is Britta and Cassie is not recording this intro with us today because of some technical issues. Uh, We could not get it together so I'm recording the intro alone. Um, Cassie's bright spot this week was spending my birthday with me and the weekend after, which I appreciated. My bright spot for me, which I talk about in the episode, is a newfound appreciation and joy in solitude and being by myself. Uh, This week's episode, we talk about depression and its various strengths, medication adjustments, actually wanting to clean my space, deodorant and body odor, Bo Burnham Special, actually being a part of Danville, uh, our relationship progress, loving being alone. And other relatable podcasts that talk about putting off our grief with distractions. So sorry Cassie couldn't be here to introduce the episode with me this week. But she will be back on the next episode, hopefully. (laughs) And we will see you in a couple weeks. Enjoy the episode. Headspace has one mission, to improve the health and happiness of the world. They offer guided meditations, animations, articles and videos and more to help you become the happiest, healthiest version of you. My personal favorite is the group meditations where you can join others around the world as they find inner peace. Headspace also has a sleep section, which includes sleep stories and sounds, meditations, and music for both adults and children alike. Their sleep radio plays for eight hours and has become an integral part of my very own nighttime routine and helps ensure I fall asleep quickly and peacefully. Visit the link in the show notes to sign up for your free trial of Headspace today.
1: To this, so. Wow, oh, it's only
0: 9 a.m.? have like done so much. Good today.
1: day, friends! <laughs> <laughs> Good
0: evening, whatever. Hello. How are you this week,
1: Cassie? I am okay. I've had a little bit of a weird week, so. Um, Tell us about it. Tell well, I finally. So. I was gonna talk about this before the show, but I guess I'll we'll talk about it here. But I finally recognize that I'm going through a little bit of a bout of mild depression. Which I isn't this the show? Well, is this the? Oh, this is not the intro. Yeah, no, we're it? not. This is the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm so confused. To about it. <laughs> Are we gonna edit that out or just leave it? No, out? we're it
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new format as I leave it all. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I just pop some music and some ads in that bitch and call it a day.
1: <laughs> um, but I finally realized that I'm going through a little bit of a bout of mild depression. Um, or m- like it's my
0: brand, guys. Yeah, but- it's.
1: It took me a minute to realize it, and I kept thinking, oh, I feel like I'm in, like, a pre-depression is what I was calling it. And I'm like,
0: oh, God, that's just
1: depression. (laughs) That's just depression. Like Because because for me, it's never really been mild. It's always been, like, severe. It's always been this, like, kill yourself kind of depression. And um, I just – I was describing this to someone, and I'm like (laughs) – I just kind of feel, like, no interest in the things that I enjoy. So, like, painting or, like, even hanging out with people or, like, um what else do I enjoy? <laughs> not, not knowing what I enjoy. Not knowing what I enjoy but like or going outside and going for walks or anything I have no interest in it and when I do sit down to like paint or write or do anything that I typically find enjoyable I'm just like
0: Ugh, it feels like a chore.
1: It's terrible. Um, so I was describing that and I'm like and I'm just tired all the time and then they were like you know that sounds like depression right and i'm like well i'll be damned (laughs) (laughs) holy shit
0: she got me again (laughs) i might be depressed yeah that is my standard brand of depression like i get into like dips where it's like kill myself but uh, but for the most part when i am depressed it is just kind of lackluster
1: right like right and i Don't, like, and I'm not saying, like, every time I'm depressed, I get, like, in this
0: severe... Yeah, but it's much more severe than...
1: But it's definitely, like, I get this apathetic, is that the right word? Yeah. Um, Where I'm like, I don't care if this, like... We've talked before about, like, if I was driving over a bridge and a bridge collapsed, I wouldn't be...
0: Wouldn't be bumped.
1: Yeah. Be Um, injured, actually. But... It's usually at least that, and I'm not in that mode right now. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with life. I alive. do want to. <laughs> I do want to live. I'm enjoying, um, you know, breathing. Um, <laughs> but but <that's laughs>
0: about where the interest is. In <laughs> right. But
1: <laughs> anything else in life? Nah. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: can, I So can, I can see that. Uh, so you have upped your medication for this to see if yes. that. Yes. So turns out. I went to the
1: doctor. Um, I went to the doctor, uh, Friday, we're recording this on a Sunday, so it's been two days and I upped my medication and one of them, she practically doubled and I thought it was going to have like a huge, like I was going to be doing terribly on it, (laughs) but nope, it was my ad or my ADHD medicine. And so I thought it was going to be like wired and no, I'm just chill. I'm like more chill. That I was prior when I was on like the lower dosage, yes. um, and then she upped my antidepressant. So hopefully all of that, were... she thinks that um, since it's not as severe as it usually is, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, I think we're getting to a good place. We just have to up yeah. it, like, and get you on the right yeah, tweak dosage. It a little bit, yeah. So she's like, I think you're you're on track. Um, mm-hmm. but we've got to get you to where you need to be, especially before the
0: winter hits, because I get the big sads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sad. it's winter sads. Yeah, I uh, I have my doctor's appointment finally after rationing my medication for two months tomorrow. Nice. So naturally, it's just with a uh, primary care physician, and so I'm worried that she won't refill my prescriptions and she'll make me wait six months to see a fucking psychiatrist. my job
1: i got um i got my adhd medicine before from a primary
0: care physician so i'm I'm hoping since it's already like i have an established prescription like this is obviously something i've been on it's not like i'm going in there being like hey i think i want to try adderall right uh like this is something that has been effective so i'm hoping she will at least write me a month or whatever it'll take to get into whoever she refers me to but i couldn't get into a psychiatrist without a referral. It's been a real, real time trying to get oh, to a doctor. I'll pray for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Really that. Uh, but yeah, um, so looking forward to being able to take my medication daily and not just the days that I work. <laughs> nice, nice. That'll be good. That'll be fun. But even without my medication, like Shan had asked me yesterday how like, how I was liking the house and how everything's going here, and I was like, I really do love it here, and, like, I feel like, whereas in my old house, I definitely let things, like, it's a mess right now, because we just had friends over last night, and all the kids mm-hmm. and whatever, so it's it's a disaster area at the moment, but it was spotless before you guys all came over, and I cleaned it before I left for Terre Haute, and, like, when I get home and the dogs have made a mess, or the kitchen is a mess, or whatever, like... I actually want to keep my house nice, Mm -hmm. so, like, even not taking my medication every day, like, I've been much more on top of, like, the daily tasks and stuff. I still only shower once a week, but, you know, I'll get it. It's fine. I'm going to figure out how to throw another shower or two in. One,
1: baby steps. Yeah. And two...
0: Who needs to shower anyways? I right. Mean, my hair doesn't even get greasy. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you're not a smelly person. I was going to say, sometimes, sometimes my armpits like, get a little stanky if it's been a rough day at work, but that's, that's the day I choose to shower. See, so, I'm a smelly person. I'm
1: a very smelly person, yes, and I still only
0: shower, like, twice a week. I so, showered. You could be. I showered Thursday before I came down. Or was it Thursday? Yeah. I showered Thursday morning. And it's Sunday, and I don't smell at all. So, yeah. I won't smell until next Sunday.
1: I, I smell said, terrible. I should probably shower again. Yeah. I
0: smell so bad.
1: but Yeah, anyways, so that's just... I'm just letting everyone know how stinky I am.
0: <laughs> this is it. We're opening up. We're, yeah, getting, we're getting vulnerable with really, really, body uh, odor.
1: Yeah. But I use this... Um, man, I want really, I wish we could do, like, a commercial for that Lumi deodorant because when you, like, are depressed... And um, like That's don't take you only care of to yourself it every once in a while. Every right? like seventy-two hours, is, it lasts. But I feel like I tried Lumi and it didn't work. really I well. love it. It keeps my stank down.
0: Like I don't smell very. But I have boobs, yeah. and my boobs, yeah, like underneath
1: that, get so so sweaty and so. So gross.
0: I, I don't get smelly, very often, and like. I put on deodorant, so, like, I shower once a week. I'm sorry, okay? I shower, like, once a week, and I'll put on deodorant after I shower, maybe, or Mm -hmm. a couple days after, Mm -hmm. because typically I'll forget, and I just use, like, the secret natural whatever, Uh, but, uh, or aluminum-free, I think, secret. And, uh, like, I've tried Lume, and I've tried... There's another one that I've tried. Schmitz. 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 Schmitz, shit, 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 deodorant. I'm thinking of uh, Schmitz. Yeah, I tried <laughs> Schmitz, and those actually make me smell worse. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about the natural deodorants, but they do not work with my body chemistry. I was gonna say you don't
1: you don't do well with natural deodorants. It's I know weird. we've talked about this before,
0: and I that's do. when I switched to Secret Aluminum because if I or aluminum free because the aluminum ones give me like mm-hmm. um uh like cystic. Yeah. Almost, almost like, it, it, like, blocks up my sweat glands or whatever, and then I'll get, like, knots in my armpits, and they hurt, and I don't like that.
1: So. I have really, like, I get really itchy if I mm-hmm. use, like, and I get really itchy if I use anything other than natural deodorant. Yeah. So that's why I have to use that. But the Lume, like, I like that because you can use it, like, all, your entire body. Yeah. So it's oh, like, yeah, you nice. can use it everywhere. Yeah. I, I really wanted habits. to like
0: it because I especially like the fact that you only apply it every 72 hours because, as I said, I do, in fact, uh, forget to apply deodorant for several days at a time anyway. And luckily, I'm just fortunate that it's bad so, much. we're real gross, guys. Yeah, we're disgusting. <laughs> um... <laughs> This is what depression gets you. <laughs> we'll get out of it someday. Someday, someday. Someday we'll shower, maybe every other day. <laughs> uh, but we celebrated my birthday this week. I am now thirty-six years old. Woo! I did it. I aged.
1: Congratulations! Thank you. Congratulations I'm now three packs, packs of Earth.
0: birthday candles old. Oh, man. it requires three packs to give me all the candles I need. Poor shit. Yeah. Yeah, but we only used one like, just pretend. Like. Hey, we do not need your commentary. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I went down to Terre Haute and saw the little boy and, and hung out with Cassie and Shannon and uh And then they came up here and last night we got sushi and watched Inside. Which, Inside, I... Um,
1: we talked about this last night. Um, the first time I watched it, it's the Bo Burnham special. For those who haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. Because apparently, ninety percent um, of the
0: people in our lives. Yeah,
1: we. There's a lot more people who haven't seen it than have. More niche than we realized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. Um, but the first time I watched it was when it came out last June. Is that right? I think so. Um, so I watched it like when it came out. And I was, you know, I kind of was, that was right after my husband and I had split up. So, um, but I wasn't depressed necessarily. I was in a pretty decent place. Um, you know, I was stressed, but I wasn't super depressed. Um, and I watched it and it was funny and I mean, it was dark, but it was funny. Um... But then I watched it now, and this is after, like, a year of going through, like, the worst depression of my life, Um, a year of that, and then, like, really relating to a lot of what he said, I'm like, fuck, this is dark. Yeah.
0: Like, the first time I watched it, I legit, like, I was probably in the depth of it because my separation kind of started a little earlier. Right. Um, And we weren't sure that we were getting divorced yet, but it was not looking good, and I was definitely in, like, height of my depression. This was before I, like, acknowledged that I had depression, and, uh, I literally had to watch it in three parts because I couldn't handle sitting and watch, like, the first time I watched it, I could not watch it all the way through because I was like, this is heavy for me. Yeah, yeah. I could not carry all this at once. It is a lot, and
1: it's like, I was watching it last night, and I was not in, like, a, a a right state of mind yeah um but it was my birthday (laughs) and I was just like I felt like just crying because I'm like I'm although I'm not in that same place now it's like he talks about suicide and he talks about like just being so depressed that you don't want to do anything and just like he has a whole song about feeling like shit um but like constantly and all of that I'm just like I've been there and like it's so real you see you see his house and his room and you kind of see like him both of those things progressively getting worse and
0: I I think what I like too is you see his house when he is recording and, you know, he's got it all set up and, and, and like, cleaned up and nice right. so that he could do, like, his right. bit or whatever with the lighting and everything and then it'll flash to, like, him while he's actually, like, editing and stuff and it'll just be a fucking mess. And right. it's, like, right. a very good representation of, like, what you're showing people, like, mm-hmm. what you're putting forward mm-hmm. and then what's really going on inside of you. Right. And, like, it was just such a, a great representation of right. that. Right, right. Like, it really is. Like honestly, I know he did get a lot of credit for that special, and like people obviously really related to it. But I just feel like still doesn't get enough credit for like the artistry and right. just the depth of that fucking it's art. So, it yeah, amazing. it's so good, and
1: it's so it's so amazing how a comedy special can be that deep. Yeah, like you don't think about it. It's or be that artistic and be that
0: you know, relatable. Yeah. Just amazing. You don't
1: think about something like a comedy and like special being like that.
0: But. I guess maybe I had overestimated the amount of people who saw it and related to it so heavily because I felt like everybody I knew had seen it and that wasn't the case. It's literally but like, just you and I. Right. I was like, uh, I was like, everybody relates to this so much. And I'm like, Oh God, no, it's just me. Yeah. Yes, my bad. Yes, my bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so now we are uh, hanging out. Been trying to get to know Danville a little more. Mm -hmm. Um, so we went to like the Fall Festival which is like a mini covered bridge sort of thing. Like very mini. Like just had some shops and I bought some art. I don't know if you guys can see my little triangle painting I bought. That's new, I got that oh, at the, up in the festival, corner. and I got a, a little resin sunflower, and I bought some macramé at a local shop. Adorable. I like purchasing things. I, um,
1: speaking of macrame, I have decided that I'm going to start, because I figured one of the things that I need, because I like painting and I like I like doing creative things but i'm not in that hyper focus right now Mm -hmm. but i need a new hyper focus and so one of the things that i'm going to do is macrame um so i'm really excited to start that but it's fun i did it a little bit during the pandemic i liked it i just need some that's not going to make some yarn or cord whatever it's called that is not going to make my skin crawl because the one that i got makes i'm just
0: not into, and just like ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, have we mentioned your significant other's name? I don't. Okay, are we think just so. calling him the guy you're seeing? Oh um, um, yes. No, it's just the guy I'm seeing. How are things going there?
1: Good. Good. Um, pretty. I feel like we're getting to, like, a semi-serious place, so I don't know. I, um, I definitely feel like it's something that I want to be long-term, and I'm excited about it. I was telling the girls last night, because they were asking about when they're going to meet him, and which I really do want them to meet him, but for me, that feels like a big step. And I'm nervous about taking that step just because it's, like, I'm afraid that once I take that step, I'm going to, like, read more into it, and I'm going to be, like, mm-hmm. now this is super serious because I've introduced them to my friends, right. and I love my friends, so that's important to me. Um, and then after that happens, I'm going to get my heart broken. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, I'm And then, I'm like, I feel terrified. Like
0: for me, a big part of that is if, uh... If you guys like know the person I'm seeing and like I'm at that point where I'm like, this is serious, then I have to like outwardly show that heartbreak. You know what I mean? Like, right, if, right, exactly. If, if it ends now and we never met him and it's never that level of serious, then and you can just be like, like, oh well, I'll pretend it's fine. And you can just like. Right inwardly crumble with that, but, like, otherwise, yeah, I feel like then you have to share that grief, and that's,
1: and, and that's what happened last time I introduced you guys to somebody is where, like, um, because I remember, and, like, not meaning this in any bad way, but, like, after we had, like, split up or whatever, um, Chantel was, like, well, you guys had such a good energy together, so I think you guys will get back together. And I've clung to that for right. so long, and I'm like, you're right. We did have good energy yeah. together. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I don't want that to kind of happen. Yep, I and
0: can
1: see that. I don't know.
0: I'm no just much. nervous about we're it. We're excited about it, but we're not, we're not you know, going to ambush him or anything. I'm just uh,
1: taking things very slow this time, um, and I mean, there's a lot of things we haven't taken slow, but um, I'm trying to take like the big steps slower than your... I have in the past, right? And when
0: it comes to like what steps you should take and when, it's very specific to who you are. So you might go physically fast, and then uh, you know take those other slow. steps yeah. slower, and that's fine. It's all to each their own. Uh, Chantelle and I had actually gotten into a pretty deep conversation uh, the other night about dating and I was talking about and like Cassie said I know that uh, dating somebody does not mean they have total access to your body like you can still say no when you want to say no mm-hmm. but I said I told Chantelle, I feel like one of the big uh, walls between me and wanting to date or to have like a partner at all is like I know that, like, my sex drive is a big part of what tanked my last relationship. Like, me not being interested in sex and uh, us not communicating very well about it. And, you know, it ended up hurting his feelings and his self-esteem. And then he wasn't communicating that. And it just snowballed from there. And I'm like, I do not want what I want to do or don't want to do with my body to be responsible for somebody else's emotional state, like, and while currently I feel like I know I am what one would call a top tier woman, uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm high value. Okay. But. I am worth being a pain in the ass for. I, I, She's a 10, no buts about it. That's right. (laughs) She's a 10 but. She's just a fucking 10. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, But I, uh, like, at this point, I'm like, why would I ever put my needs on a shelf for anybody? Why would I not tell somebody, like, hey, you're doing X, Y, or Z, or you're not doing X, Y, or Z, and it's making me uncomfortable or making Mm -hmm. me unhappy? Mm -hmm. Like, why would I ever, like, allow that in my life? But I'm so worried that you know, I will fall into that people-pleasing because I know that, you know, not being interested in sex ruined a a good, an okay relationship, I guess, like, right, right. it wasn't good or it wouldn't have been ruined, but, uh, uh, like, I'm so afraid that I'll be like, okay, you know, I'll just do it anyway because that's what they want, and I'll start like, that'll be the doorway into, it'll be my gateway drug into people-pleasing, and I'm like, I'm not, I just don't want there to be a question about it. Like, I said, I'm going to start dating and just tell people I'm asexual, and then if I, uh, rogue decide I'm going to put out, they'll be like, oh, what a treat! (laughs) What an exciting day for me! Um, and then on top of that, like, sex stuff aside, like, just... I like my time by myself. Like, I said, my my actual birthday, which was yesterday. Yesterday? No, day before. Day before yesterday. (laughs) I don't know what day it is. My birthday was Friday, and, like, Cassie came over, and we went to a couple shops and got lunch, and, uh... I picked Foster up from school and hung out with him for a little bit, but, like, for the majority of the day, I was by myself, and, like, last year, I was by myself for the majority of my birthday, and it made me, it put me in a bad headspace, you know? I was like, ugh, like, I don't have anybody. Like, there's nobody here for me on my birthday. Wah. And, uh... This year, it was not like that. Like, I knew, like, obviously, my friends had other obligations they had to, to do, like, work or family stuff or whatever, and it wasn't a big deal. Like, I was still, I had a good birthday despite the fact that I was by myself, and I've really been, uh, like, relishing in my alone time lately, which is not something I've ever done in my life. Right. Like, I've never enjoyed being just by myself, and I'm like, I don't necessarily, like, I'm willing to cut into my alone time to hang out with you and Chantel Mm -hmm. and Sharia, like, because that's just as good as alone time, like, it's just as refreshing as being by myself to me at this point, like, it's fine, but, like, I don't feel like cutting into that to meet somebody or get to know somebody or, like, try to build up to that point, especially, like, for the, uh likely situation that eventually i'll be like nah, not worth it and
1: right get rid of them anyway
0: <laughs> you know so i'm like and eh, why bother
1: that is one thing about dating like where that i've noticed now where i'm like i miss my alone time and i have to prioritize that
0: mm-hmm.
1: um because i have grown accustomed to it i do you find that like difficult it, really when brandon's it. like hey you want to do something saturday and you're like Well, I've gotten to um, this point where I will say, like, I can do something Saturday, but I'm not going to do anything until after 4, because until 4, I am... That's me time. It's just me. Um, So, I've gotten to a point where I've learned to balance that, but it's still, like, you still have to... I don't know. Like I said, you have to prioritize it. Right. Um, So, that's one thing with dating, like... I do kind of miss alone time, in a sense, but... Get me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's... You just have to learn to speak out for yourself and advocate, like, hey, I need to be by myself for a little bit. Yeah. And And if they're somebody who's good and who's not, like, who's understanding about it, then they'll... I mean, they're not going to care right so I mean if there's somebody who gets pissed about it
0: then Then that's probably probably not not the right person person for you (laughs) Uh, and that's what like when we were talking yesterday about meeting your uh the guy you're seeing um I had said that I feel like I should uh I want to introduce anybody I'm even considering to my friends immediately so that I know what the vibe is there because I have dated people before who like did not like hanging out with my friends, mm-hmm. and it is annoying to me. Like, I don't want to have to right. choose my time between my partner and the three most important people in my life, which isn't you, partner, sorry. Right. Um, not yet. <laughs> Gotta earn it. But, uh, like, I, again, I'm confident right now that if somebody was like, I don't really like hanging out with Cassie and Chantel and Sharia, that I would be mm-hmm. like, Okay. Right. Don't they? <laughs> right. But, uh, like, I'm so also so scared of, like, putting myself to the test for those things, too. And being, like, maybe I would just roll over and be like, okay, I
1: want to invite them over today. Right. And that was my ex, too, where he's like, I don't like hanging out with your friends. And I'm like, okay, but why? But the thing is, see, what I'm scared of is he liked, because, like, when we first started dating, he hung out with all of us. Yeah. And he would you know, claimed to like hanging out with us. Um, But then, uh, I I don't know if I mentioned it on here, but I think there was some sort of, at least some level of love bombing happening in that relationship because about a year and a half in, just completely flipped the switch. Um, And that was one of the things where he's like, all of a sudden he didn't like hanging out with the people that I love. Um, but I was too far into it, so I'm scared that something like that's gonna happen again. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, you're gonna act like you love these people and act like you care just as much as I do. Well, probably not as much as I do, but right care about the people that I care about. Um, and then like putting when front, I get, yeah. yeah, when I get like deep in love with you, yeah, then um. To where to the point where I'm almost too far
0: gone to. Yeah, and like separate. don't get me wrong, I understand like like David obviously cares about my friends a lot. They're his right. friends too. Like he does. He watched the kids last night so that we could he be comes here in and to hang visit out. me at work sometimes. Yeah, too. Like, so like I know I know he's yeah, but like he wasn't necessarily a fan of like hanging out with all of us just right. because he's not a super social person. So like it does it gets loud and. We get silly and whatever and he would hang out with us sometimes like he would usually hang out like if we were playing games in the kitchen or whatever like he would join us for that but like he wouldn't go like out with us for the most part um and like it's okay again like i'm gonna have boundaries in a relationship and it's okay for a guy to be like you can hang out with your friends that's fine but like i'm not in the headspace to be around their loud weird asses right now because understandable, okay, right. like, but there's a difference between, like, I am not into that at this moment, I will make an effort to make appearances later on, whatever, you go have fun with your friends, and, mm-hmm. like, I don't like hanging out with your friends, so I don't like you hanging out with your friends, like,
1: ew. Right, right, no, no, thank you. Chris. <laughs> Chris. Chris. <laughs> no. Chris. So...
0: But luckily, I think that, like, obviously, I I am pig-headed enough, and I have been my whole life. Like, possessiveness is not a trait that I'm willing to uh, tolerate in any form. Like, the more you try to control who I see, what I do, who I talk to, the more I am...
1: Yeah, you're really good about probably that. probably
0: fuck your best friend or something.
1: You're really good about that. I mean, well,
0: that's <laughs> probably not the most healthy way to no. go about it. But, uh, but you're no. really good
1: about saying,
0: like, no, you're not going to. You, you can't boss me. You, you don't me. own me. Exactly. Um, but, like, I will let it happen in other ways. Like, in smaller, like, micro-possessive mm-hmm. ways, I will let it happen. But it's usually not even there doing. Because David was not a possessive person. He was not controlling, necessarily. Now... David is a control freak in his life, like, that is just a part of who he is, but he never was like, you can't do X, Y, or Z, you can't have X, Y, or Z, you can't decorate this way, you can't whatever, but I am naturally so inclined to be like, I want to do what he wants to do that, like, if he didn't have an outward opinion on something, I just wouldn't do it, like, I didn't really decorate the house because he didn't have an opinion on what he wanted or where, so I would be like, okay, I'm just not gonna put anything up because I don't know what he likes, you know, like, so I'll let it happen that way, not great, but but the overarching things, I will say that, like, okay, I am very good at, uh, like, outright abuse Mm -hmm. is not something that, and I'm not, like, I'm not judging anybody who has ever dealt with outright abuse and had trouble leaving, obviously, because I don't understand that dynamic, but, like... Those are the moments if somebody yells at me or calls me names or hits me or tries to tell me I can't hang out with my family or friends. Like, that. that's an instant turn off. But that is also why I'm so afraid of confrontation. Like, I told my therapist, I was like, I think, uh, uh, this was obviously when I was in therapy. Uh, <laughs> but I had said, like, I think confrontation scares me. There's two aspects to it. The first one is... You know, when David and I were in a relationship, I was like, I love this person. I want a relationship to work out with them. Like, if I bring up a conflict, if I'm like, hey, you're doing X. It makes me feel Y. We need to to fix this situation. Like, what if that turns into him screaming at me, calling me names, you know, throwing something, Mm -hmm. doing one of those things that's a hard stop? And then I know in that moment I will not be able to... Like, Continue. Yeah, I won't be able to excuse that behavior, right. and I'll be like, that's it, we're done. Right. And I don't want it to come to that, so avoiding confrontation is avoiding seeing somebody I care about become that person mm-hmm. that I cannot tolerate. Right. Um, and then the other aspect is, and this is a little bit sillier, but, like, being concerned that I will become that person. Like, I will, if I... Really get in touch with my emotions and my anger and all these things that I've suppressed for so many years mm-hmm. to express my needs and you know broach conflicts in these ways. Like, what if I become the person who's throwing plates and calling people's names and screaming at people? You know, right. like,
1: well, I feel like we all have that person inside of us. I, I do, in, in some <laughs> Do capacity. I leave me? <laughs> right, right.
0: Yeah,
1: bitch. <laughs> but I think I feel like we all have that person, and maybe not necessarily that level but we all have that unhealthy toxic person inside of us on some capacity but we have to learn to control it and I think
0: that I think I just went to like ADHD black and white thinking my friend (laughs) it's all or nothing out here you either control it all or you don't and that's what I went into controlling that side of me because Mm -hmm. it's obviously there. My mom had it. My dad had it. It's what I was raised with. Like, it's obviously in there somewhere, that capacity to be that kind of person. But I, instead of controlling it just to a reasonable level where I could still state my needs but breathe and keep my fucking head Mm -hmm. together, I controlled it to the point where I'm like, I have no needs. Right. I am so chill. Right. So calm. So cool. So connected. (laughs) <laughs> everything makes me happy. You don't like my friends? That's why. It's cool. I like it. Pick up. <laughs> and that's not great either. No, that's not happy Everything, whatsoever. Everything is about finding a middle like, ground. Yeah, loose.
1: there's no gray space there. You went yeah. from completely, like completely It's my way or the goddamn highway. Yeah. To to one hundred percent in control of yeah, those emotions and stuff yeah, by avoiding them. Yeah. Yeah. Those
0: emotions <laughs> no longer exist. Right,
1: right. It's fine. By
0: avoiding anything right. that could cause that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and it's it's hard to get to a place where I know what the comfortable meeting it medium is there because it's kind of a just a, a lifelong experiment. Like like being a parent is a good example. Like Finley, he does some things that are outright just Mm -hmm. messed up, like, I had uh, mentioned before that there was a mess in the bathroom, and he had just left it for me to clean up, and then realized that I don't use his bathroom, and was like, damn, I have to clean up this own mess, and then had the audacity to tell me this, and (laughs) and I was like, why were you leaving it for me, what the Mm -hmm. fuck? Uh, So, like, there's situations like that where I'm like, okay, this is obviously uncool, but at the same time, like... I remember being a teenager, you know right, what I mean, right. like and real punks. Yeah, like so. In the grand scheme of things, he's a great kid. Like he's uh-huh. one, so he's a slob for sure, and he definitely uh, uh, is one of the the kids who like I do a lot of his cleaning. But I mean, he's done his own laundry since he was six. Right. You know, he cleans his own room. He takes care of the pets. Like, cages and stuff like that. So, like, he does do a fair share of work. It's not like I don't make him do anything. He just, like, he knows if... And I'm the same way, honestly. If I can get away with not doing something... I will. That's why David did all the housework when we were together. Right. Because right. I was like, I ain't got to do it. Me too. And david,
1: then sometimes... david got it. Sometimes I'm like, oh, nobody else is going to clean this up. Right. Then that's I what, that's what he it. said. I, I had made a,
0: I made a joke about how when he moves out, it's going to be disgusting. And he's like, see, I think it's going to be disgusting for the first couple of months. And then I'm going to look around and be like, oh, God damn, nobody else is going to clean this up. Huh? Right. <laughs> and, but uh, but same thing at work. I had somebody snap at me at work the other day. And I'm like, okay, they obviously were speaking to me disrespectfully. Not terribly. They just, like, had a tone, you know, right. that was clearly disrespectful. And I'm like, so is it people-pleasing for me to just accept that whatever they were, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there's a thing in psychology where you, like, have a feeling about one thing, but you put it somewhere else. displace like a feeling. Compartment. No it's, no, it's like where you, it's like where you take something out on somebody else. So basically like this person was having a shitty day, something that I did messed up on the schedule or something to that effect, like pissed them off. So they snapped at me over it. But like, obviously that wasn't the problem, you know, like it was not like a, they hate me and they, you know, are, they do not respect me. They just were in a bad headspace that morning. Right. They snapped at me. It wasn't a huge deal. So like, I'm like, do I tell them, like, is it people-pleasing if I just look the other way? And I'm like, okay, if this is going to be a, a repeat thing, then I will mention it. Hey, you cannot speak to me this way. Like, right. I'm your boss and we need to be – and a human being. And we need to speak to each other respectfully. Right. Or, you know, should you shut that down the first time it happens? Like, that seems, like, overbearing to me, right? Like, right. Like, if I, I'm not – I'm not a tyrant type of person to where, like, if my kid mouths off to me or whines about having to clean a litter box or something like that, where I'm like, no, you do it because I said you do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. So I'm like, I'm okay with, like.
1: You also have to realize these are people, too. Like, exactly. same, it, it's with kids. Like, kids are people, and when they sass, like, mouth off to you or right. give you sass or something 98% of the
0: time, it has very little because, to do with you. Yeah.
1: They're also, like, we do that too, right. and they're they're just people. They're reacting as a human right. would react. And, um, and, on, and
0: t- on top of that, I'm like, as somebody who has repressed those emotions for so long, good for you for snapping. You know what I mean? Like, as long right. as you're not screaming at me and calling me names, once again, like, if you take a shitty tone with me, like, maybe in that moment I didn't deserve a nice tone. Okay? Right. Like, so what, what can I do to change the situation? So, like, But that's the problem is I'm like, it's so hard to discern when I'm people pleasing and letting something slide because I don't want the confrontation or if I'm doing the right Right. thing. Like, am I being appropriately empathetic in this moment where this person has had a particularly hard day or week? And they snapped at me. They took it out on me a little bit. So I let it go as long as it's not a normal thing. Or is that something that you should address every single time? Like, I think there's nothing wrong with saying,
1: like... Because I don't think you should reprimand the person for anything like snapping like that. Just because, like, like you said, they're being. a human being and they're reacting because they were having a shitty day. Something happened on the schedule. Whatever. Um, so it's an appropriate reaction. But just... Clarifying, like, hey, listen, I'm a person too, like, and right. I don't appreciate that. Right. Like, I I understand though, but I understand where you're coming from. I empathize right. with you, um, and I'm sorry that this happened. Yeah,
0: but and that's usually the route I go. So. Right, but it, like, so I don't in, think that's people pleasing. Right, like and other examples, like, I'm I'm afraid that, like, in a relationship example, like. A big issue in all of my relationships have been, well, two, okay, I've had two, leave you alone But uh, a big issue in my relationships has always been that when, uh, stop, when, uh, like, say there's something that's important to me coming up, like Friendsgiving, for example, right. that's coming up soon. So I'm going to have all my friends over for a Friendsgiving. We'll have, like, a breakfast board or whatever we're doing this year mm-hmm. and celebrate our holiday together. Um, So if I have a partner at that time and he doesn't want to go, okay, like, he's just not comfortable with that socialization. Mm -hmm. Like, at that point, that's been a big issue in my life where people don't want to socialize with my people and that causes issues for me. Like, I want you to be a part of my people. Um, So, like, do you hit it the first time, like, or I guess you would just say, hey, I understand if you're not feeling up to it this weekend, I get it, like, XYZ is going on with mm-hmm. you, it's fine, but this can't be a regular thing, kind, but, of, kind right. of thing, like, right. you can you can occasionally sit out, and I will allow it, but if this is going to be a forever, you're not going to hang out with my people kind of thing, then you should just...
1: Just hit the door now, Jack. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I think,
1: um... You can walk a fine line between people pleasing, overbearing. Like there's, there's, yeah. Cause you don't want to. Oh no,
0: the children are home. Oh no, please hold. I think it's just, I think it's just kind of difficult in a learning curve. And I think it just maybe will will require, I mean, maybe it'll be a good thing that I'm learning how to do this because when I do get a partner, it's obviously going to require a lot of communication because if I'm getting to the point where I'm overbearing, I want them to be like, hey, this is getting a little bit controlling here. Like, right? You're, you're fucking up. Right. Right. And then, you know, I can assess see like, I don't know, is this something I can live with? You know, this boundary that they've made or is this something that's gonna require me to take a leap here and get out of here?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so also I wanted to talk about that episode of uh, the Guys We Fucked
0: podcast Oh yeah. that I listen to. So, The Guys We Fucked is a, a podcast I've been listening to for a few weeks now. Um, well, a few months probably. Uh, but it's uh, Christina Hutchinson and Corinne, Corinne. Fisher, uh, which are stand-up comedians based out of New York. And they host this podcast. It started out because uh, Corinne went through a really bad breakup. And she basically... Was like I kind of want to know where I'm going wrong. Like, why do all my relationships end up this way? Uh, And it focuses a lot on not on like anti slut shaming and stuff like that, which Mm -hmm. is great. Um, But they both recently became single, and uh, let you explain since it was kind of a
1: Um, well, there was two things that I noted like that I really um, related with was one was. She's talking about how it's okay, like, this one, they had, like, a letter from a listener, too, where the listener had broken up with a guy who she just wasn't happy with. Yeah, he was Um, a good guy. He was a good person and a good guy, but um, she just wasn't happy in that relationship. And I think that's really important to um, note that... Sometimes we get like you don't really need
0: a reason to be unhappy. Yeah, it could just be that this isn't working for me. It's not
1: working, and it's not like I'm just I'm. It's not because my confidence level. It's not because of
0: um, anything they're they're abusive or or anything anything like that. It's just because you're the chemistry isn't there and. You're not into it, and that's fine. Like, you don't have to stay with somebody just because they're a good guy.
1: Right, and I think that's important because I think a lot of times we tend to be like... And I know I did this in my second marriage, too, where I was like... Because when we first got together, um, because I had just gotten out of an abusive relationship, and we had first gotten together, um, and I kept thinking... But he's nice. Like, he's nice to me. Right. Um, Which we've talked about before. Like, we did have our issues and stuff, too. But um, in that moment, like, I don't necessarily think that I... If I would have had that same mindset where it's like, it's okay to break up with somebody even though they're nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though they treat you decently. it's okay. I don't think that we would have stayed together because yeah. I wasn't, like... I mean,
0: for years I had the mindset that David and I's relationship, that I was just misinformed about what a marriage was supposed to be and that our relationship didn't seem like, like we weren't going on dates, we weren't, like, super romantic or anything like that, but uh, we worked so well as partners, you know what I mean? Like, we got along so well in so many aspects. Oh. that uh, that it was, like, it didn't make sense for me to not be happy. Right. So I just convinced myself that I was. Right. Not great. Not great. Um, but, yeah, and then she goes into, uh, Christina had just, in the episode, I'm way back in, like, 2018 still. I'm right. listening to the bath right. log, But she had just broken up with her uh, boyfriend of seven years who uh, was, a good guy. Right, right, right. At the same time, but like there were just things in their relationship that like weren't working and we're making it so that she couldn't be as happy as she wanted and she so she broke up with him but she was really struggling with the fact that she was alone after 7 years and all this other stuff um and she basically was talking about how she had started seeing a guy, and they had really good like sexual chemistry, mm-hmm. um, and really good like they got along really really well. Uh, and she had told him like, "Hey, I kind of like you. Like, right. I'm into right. it." Uh, and the guy was basically like, "Boys, <laughs> right, right, right." <laughs> but but she like talked about how. Uh, Or was it she...
1: How, like, after that, she... So, basically, after that relationship ended, she finally felt, like, the full force of her breakup and Yeah, using that relationship to put off those feelings. And that was something I really related to, because that's exactly what I did um, after my marriage ended, too. Because, you know, we had been together for ten years... Um, and it was, we had been together for 10 years, and then right after I got out of that relationship, I got into another one, um, and we had, like, we had decided to date exclusively, so, and he had some weird, weird, um, commitment issues, too, where it's like, we're dating exclusively, but he can't, I can't call you, my boyfriend, and I'm like, What the fuck? I, I don't understand how dating works. Dating's so weird these days. Um, just call one another, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, and if you're dating exclusively, isn't that what you are? Isn't I that it? So. No, no, it's not, guys. <laughs> it is. It's fucking not. So, um, but, anyways, He's basically the same guy. thing had happened where um, I had expressed, like, I have feelings for you, and I wanted. I want this to be something lasting, um, and then after that, he, he didn't really, like, do, like, deuces, um, he more, like, slowly started, yeah, did, like, a slow fade, and then all of a sudden, like, abruptly, um, was, like, all right, now, bye, (laughs) (laughs) um, After when I called him out for doing the slow thing, he's like, all right, peace. (laughs) Um, Because I don't like confrontation either. And so, like I said, he had his own issues. um, But after that relationship ended, that's when I felt the full force of Mm -hmm. um, my marriage crumbling. And so not only was I grieving my marriage, or that relationship ending, I was grieving my marriage. I was grieving basically 10 years lost. Um, So it was really hard, and I had used that, like, that was my first time ever being alone Um, because after my first marriage, I got right into... Like, I was only alone for a few months, and then I got right into a relationship with... um, With Devin, my ex-husband. So I was just jumping from man to man to kind of keep me from being alone and keep me from having to feel all these feelings Mm -hmm. um so when I was alone Mm -hmm. for the first time it was just yeah they're they're not fun feelings to feel Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but yeah when I was alone it all of a sudden like that entire weight of everything just hit me um and it
0: took a lot It was, it was hard. I mean. Yeah, I was very fortunate in that, like, I felt the full force of everything, like, right head on when it happened. Like, it was a lot of me staying up all night crying uh, there for the first few weeks. Right. Uh, And, like, it's funny because now, like and like why
1: would he, what, what were you so upset about like well and that's because you weren't using like you didn't have some sort of distraction that's the healthy way to do it that's the way i probably should have done it um but now there's but no now right wrong, like, i guess but
0: but now i'm like alone forever by choice right right <laughs> and that's Which, fine right like i guess i guess my problem with me not wanting to date is i worry about the optics of it like I don't know if I don't want to date for healthy reasons. Like, am I, do I not want to date because I am not ready? Or am I right. overprotecting myself at this point? Like, and don't want to put myself out there because I don't want to test what I've learned and what I've what I, the growth that I've had. Right. Like, I don't want to put it to the test. Or am I just legit cool being alone? And, like... I think it's like a combination, obviously, if I weren't cool being alone, like, there would be more crying and upset about being alone, but, and that's not the case, but, uh, I don't know, I just worry when I'm, when it, what's the point when I'm taking being alone too far, you know, (laughs) like? I don't
1: necessarily think that... Right, like if I and if I choose to, to be filling. alone forever,
0: maybe I'll be alone forever. And right. That's fine, right? Right. Like, and you, no it's not
1: like you're a complete hermit. Like you right. have fulfilling relationships and stuff. Yeah, you have friends and you have like you. Yeah,
0: have, it's not like I don't put myself out there. I just don't. I'm not dating. Like
1: right, there's nothing wrong. Like in our society, we get this like relationships seems to be the goal. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's bullshit because like it's okay to be alone. It's okay to be, um, to be by yourself. And our society makes it seem like it's not because yeah. everything's geared towards couples. Everything is like a happy family. That's all you see. Um, and that doesn't have to be it. Yeah. Uh,
0: and like. Like, shout out to my teenager, because I feel like he uh, validates that for me a lot, because he's not interested in, like, mm-hmm. dating, and he's mm-hmm. cool with it. Like, he's not like, ugh, I wish I had a girlfriend or whatever. Right. And, like, he's just totally cool with not being romantically involved with people, and right. I feel like he sets a really good example for that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I guess it is okay to just not need that in right. your life. Right, Like, so well, kudos. Yeah. Kudos to yeah, that. for sure. He's a... That's all I had on that. Yeah. I, uh, not really much else going on this week. I'm in for a shit week of work, so, uh, if all the podcasts are late, that's my be. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. But, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's about all I got this week. What do we have here? Oh,
1: good. We got about an
0: hour and We're good. Yeah, yeah, we did it.
1: We're gonna have to edit some stuff, like, probably
0: dogs barking and kids. Nah. But. Let it ride. Um. All right, so we will catch you guys in a couple of weeks. Enjoy the episode. And as always, if you guys want to write in any of your personal experiences or things you want our two cents on, you can email us at self-satisfiedpodcast at com, Or you can send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. Um, Text us. We're not giving you that number, but if you have it, you can use it. Next us at eight eight eight. Bye bye bye. Self satisfied. But um,
1: Too many numbers. and also, uh, if you could join our Patreon, check that out. Um, what's the lowest tier of the Patreon? The page? lowest tier is $1 a, so a dollar a month. So it's not. Guys. It's only a dollar, um, and it really helps us out. It goes. We have one dollar, five dollar, ten dollar, and twenty dollar tiers. Um, so. If you guys um, have a dollar or two a month to spare, yeah, we'll then, take that off your hands. Yeah, we'd be glad to, and it really helps us out. So, yes. Um, and just thank you to all the patrons that we currently have, um, and thank you to all the listeners. And we'll get we that. Appreciate you we'll guys. We'll get
0: that video content up soon. I promise, it's coming. Eventually, yes. I'm.
1: Um, we have. We both have ADHD. Have and I'm behind
0: know? on editing, so like those aren't edited hopefully it'll be everything. up by the time this episode is out <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right we'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks bye Bye.
1: happy dance is kristen bell's cbd skincare brand that helps turn down the volume on life's chaos just a little bit, in order to help care for the people who spend so much time taking care of everyone else. I use the CBD bath bombs, and let me tell you, I always feel chill as heck afterwards. I lead a fairly chaotic life between work and kids and recording while still trying to balance time between friends, family, and dating. So some days, Happy Dance is the only time I get to relax and unwind. Happy Dance carries trusted, high-quality, best-in-class CBD products, Featuring the world's finest ingredients, their products soothe and hydrate, providing a calm sense of well-being. Click the link in the bio to find your happy dance today.